stretch of arm. The testimonies of your saints in this house on Friday, we worship you, we exalt you, we glorify your holy name. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name. My strength
Father, for you are the God in the midst of us. We worship you. Hey, Jesus, mighty name we are worshipped. In Jesus' name we are worshipped. Turn the song beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, you can take your seats in the heavenly places. What a beautiful day. Let's put our hands for the children as they go to their, to their classes now. It's always good for the children to be with the, with the adult church when we start service so that they know how service is, start, is started and to participate in leading prayers and also in worship. So that they know how we do it. Because they are the one we are handing over to. Amen. I want to say this, that um, today my intention is to go through what God has been speaking here this month. What God has been speaking here this month is that, is the topic. I can't hear you. So God has been telling us that we are born to rule. Alright. And I intend to just do a, a summary of this. And then before we go into the scriptures. I mean to the, into the uh, uh, very aspect we are looking at today. Born of God. We are born to rule. You will agree with me that the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 reveals God's ultimate intention for man. And God said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them rule. And you will discover that in chapter 1 verse 27, it spoke about that intention is plural. Because the man God spoke about is man and woman. So there is no distinction 
we are born by God to rule. But we recognize also from the chapter 3 that that man created in the image of God lost his rulership. And when he lost his rulership, he lost the authority that God gave him. Now, something very interesting is this. I want you to remember the tool that the devil used to overcome the first man. Deception. Is it? Yes. Say deception. Say deception. I want you to let your heart and mind be here. Deception. Satan has no other power or other weapon under heaven since he fell according to Revelation chapter 12, Isaiah chapter 14, and Ezekiel 28. Some people attribute power to the devil. It's a wrong thinking. God never gave devil any power upon this earth. But devil is very crafty. He went to the first man and he deceived that man. Now let us understand how the deception works. He said, did God really say? So we understand the approach of the devil is to try to cast a doubt in your mind on what you have believed. All right? Now let me say this to you. Apply this to all spheres of life. People miss their right husband because of that. People miss their rightful wife because of that. People miss their destiny because of that. When God has told someone that, led him that this is where he wants to walk, and when Satan will go there and do a little uh, ruffle feathers, and he will tell you that you think you really should be here, and he will suggest to you less things, and you go into it and discover that the place you left now goes up, where you're now coming closer. Devil deceives mankind. It makes people believe that they are serving God when really they are not serving God. Can you let them take their seats, please? Please go in there. Go into the... When next you have function like this, you come early. An hour before service. Now, because I'm not going to belong with you today, and you get that, I mean so. I want you to go with understanding. So that the devil cannot trick you anymore. Satan has no power. I have lived among you over the years and proved it. I have taken some of you to the places where people fear, and they feared you. Those who they call the idol worshippers, the powers of this darkness, I took you there to meet them, confront them. Though you may think at the beginning with me that, oh, well, it's meant for some anointed people I'm not up to, but when you got there, you discover that it is a covenant with everybody who believes in Jesus. And they failed. They tried incantation, they failed. They tried everything, they failed. When they are so stupid that they sent a bird, which will commanded the bird to die on the sky, and it came down dead. We have seen places where they have sent rain to stop what we commanded the clouds, and it stopped. Yeah? So the Jesus I'm teaching, I'm talking about to you, is not a theory, Jesus. It's a real and practical God. Therefore, if you look at the scriptures, Man made in God's image failed because Satan deceived him. If you look at therefore the reference of 
Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. This is the precious of this month, what we learned here. It says, but I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion. You know, and I remember I told you at the beginning of this month that God sat me down and said, look, Eve, I created with my hand. I breathed into her nostrils. I sat with her, ate with her, played with her. He saw, she saw the true form of God, and yet he was, she was deceived. And Lord said, tell my people, be careful. Deception is a form of belief that looks more real than the real. But in its definition, it's called counterfeit. Every action you take in life that leads you to regret came by deception of the devil. But Satan cannot deceive a man unless he gets your will first. But he begins by suggesting to you something that you think good. And he will make you to look at it as good. Though in your subconscious or your real consciousness, you may, you may have a feeling that it's not right. But when you begin to dwell on what the devil is selling you, at a particular time, your thoughts of it being wrong will be overpowered by your new development of thoughts. And then you begin, you get to a place where you call evil good. Every time a man is a victim of such, you regret eventually. I would mean now. Satan cannot afflict a man if he has not gotten the will of the man. So we, got, we understand that from the scriptures that the devil has no power over you unless the power you give him in your life. I was watching my program on television yesterday on the Faith Channel where they were playing a tape of a lecture I did, um, you know, on intercession, part three, spiritual warfare, part three. And I did this tape, I think it was 19, um, 2002 or one. Amazingly, one of the things that I saw there is this. I said in that tape, when you talk about spiritual warfare, you are talking about a conflict over jurisdiction. I was not in law at the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I would teach that now, I would teach it better. <laughs> because when I mentioned jurisdiction in those days, I just limited that to your geographical location. But now, as a law person, when I mention jurisdiction, I can piece it for you. But I said in that, even without knowing law, by the Holy Spirit, that the, the spiritual warfare arises because of contention over jurisdiction. And I said, man is spirit. God gave you body. So that the spirit lives in this body. Your first jurisdiction is that body. Okay? You rule over your body. You decide what happens to your body. Okay? So the first thing the devil will come to a man to take over is your body. Because if he can take your body over, he will dictate to your mind what your body will do. Formally, you will tell your body what to do. But the devil can deceive your mind. He will make your body do what you don't want to do really. Why does the devil do that? To take over your jurisdiction. So if he takes over your jurisdiction, then he can control your destiny. He can slow it down. He can abrogate it. 
Certainly he will not do good for it. For you. And I said, in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12, Satan said on, in heaven, and I, will, I will, I will, and I will ascend above the holy angels of God, and I will set my throne above the heavens. Don't go to that. Just remember where I, I give you first Second Corinthians. When you have to move your scripture, I'll tell you. And Satan said to, 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 to other angels, and I will rule over you. Then I will ascend to the utmost high, and I will be like the most high God. Now, what is he talking about? Jurisdiction. He wanted control over other beings. All right? So the same thing is happening on earth today. Satan wants the control over your mind and my mind. If he can control our mind, then we control our body, which is our first jurisdiction. Then listen to me. Apart from your human body, then your destiny is the out- external jurisdiction. Your destiny may take you from one nation to the other. Your destiny may be fulfilled in the particular nation you are. Your destiny is, in, is affected by the people that you operate with from the day you were born to the day that you fulfill destiny. So therefore, spiritual warfare is always about jurisdiction. Then the destiny of a man defines the extent of jurisdiction external. Are we getting what I'm saying now? Therefore, Satan came to Eve and said, did God really tell you? Not to eat any fruit. Look behind the veil, there is a lie. And the woman corrected him and said, God did told me not to eat just one fruit. Oh, Satan said, Is that is that true? Yes. Then he now said to the woman, Have you considered this? That if you eat that very fruit. Yes, you will gain understanding. Now, help me with this. Did she not have understanding? She did. Everything the devil will tell you you will get, if you play smart that you understand, is what you already have. A person who stands before the Most High God, which understanding again will he need or she need? A believer who, who seeks God day and night, what else do you need to seek? A person who prays regularly, a person who reads the Bible regularly, who lives according to the standard of the Word of God. What else will you need to seek? What a man comes to this earth, when you come to this earth, two things are important for you. Number one is success. That is, you are success in whatever you are doing. Number two is to live a good life, long life, and healthy life. Listen to me. But... If Satan can tell you, can convince you that, look, there's another thing you need which you don't have, which you only need to, you only need to examine behind the, 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 the statement, and you find out that you really have it, Satan will never suggest anything good. He will never suggest anything good. The Bible says he's the father of lies and also the father of liars. Understand, as it was in the beginning, so it is now. Ever shall it be war without end. Satan has no other trick unless the trick he had initially. And you will discover that this is what he has used over many people. And it has led to regret all the time. All the time. So God told me to tell you, be careful. Be careful of what voice you listen to in your mind. Not every good thought are godly. Huh? 
There are some good thoughts that will lead you to ungodliness. Huh? But you have to be very, very smart to overcome the devil. Listen, therefore. Eve said, God told me not to eat one fruit. And Satan said, do you know, the laws of God are selfish. How many people today here have Satan sold you ideas of what to do? And you think it's good, but you bite your fingers. Let me give you a testimony on Friday. In this church, I began to teach you for some time, especially over the past two, three years. For all my lifetime in CFT, I have taught you God told me to raise leaders who will rule in the country. Okay? And some of you who are matured now, married and having kids, when you were working as children, I will call you a particular career, call you a particular gift of the Spirit, and that I call you. Now, the fact is that over the years you have grown, and now you are what I said you are. By God. Now on Sunday, something happened. For two years, I began to teach you about the fact that the Lord told me that I should tell you to, to be praying the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. I said God told you, God told me to pray that prayer. I have read all my life and I will keep reading until I die. But when I began to pray that prayer, I discovered that my understanding in the field of law, shifted. Of course, that prayer makes you read. It makes you read serious. The statement in that scriptures. My understanding in the field of law shifted. And then, the commendations I was hearing from my lecturers are unusual. So I said it should be reading it to you, church. So that you can hear every week what my lecturers wrote to my examinations, and to my papers. And the lecturers wrote to the place whereby I felt that, is this man really telling the truth? Because at the conclusion of my project, they said that in, in, in the field of law, your writings are faultless. And it was read to you. Now, some of you grab it and began to pray that scripture. And I told you also that Two things a Christian should look for on earth. Serve God well, truthfully. And study well, truthfully. Remember the three pillars of life. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive God. Don't deceive man. And I told you success is the easiest thing for anybody who is in Christ Jesus. But you know, I was glad. I was glad on Friday. When the students in this church, both young and old, they began to count those who had first class in their first degree. And we have counted over 10 now. Over 10. I was so glad among you when people began to give testimonies. On Friday, in the situation where many are losing their jobs, in Christ the Tabernacle, people are getting better jobs. In a place where people are job, where people come out of university, they can't get a job. It's not so here. It's not so here. Those who are in business are not struggling. 
not struggling. Really, even God had placed us in a position that I'm begging you that if you do business here, come and see me now. There is connection, there is, there is availability for you to prosper in it. Let me say this. I said it just in New, new Club before I came now. The reason why these things are happening is because, simple thing, you obey the word of God. That's all. You decide not to consider any thought contrary. I cannot serve a God who promised and does not deliver. Neither can I follow a man who professes to be of God who cannot show me the example of what it is. Because Jesus said the blind will lead the blind, they will fall into what? Feet. Listen to me, therefore. The devil is out to do just three things in human life. Jesus said, kill, steal, destroy. Devil seeks to kill you, to steal from you, and to destroy you. And the only way he does it is by deceiving you. Giving you a form of godliness, but denying the power therein. Listen to me. We will say what? No to that. Mm. Look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, very quickly. You are born to rule. You are born to rule. In the book of Jeremiah 29, from verse 4, Jeremiah 29, verse 4. Shall we read together, please? Is this cathedral? Okay, let's read it again. Yes, what did he say? Then the next verse. The word is within the, 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 between the lines of those scriptures. Look at verse 4. Let me show you something. In verse 4. The Bible says, this is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, to all those he carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, let me help us understand this now. You may come to this place, this country, as a refugee. God ordained it. You may just take a decision in your life that, let me just go to England. God ordained it. You may be chased by war. God ordained it. Listen, therefore, for those who are victims of migration from one country to the other, if you are a child of God, God says, when you get to that land that I'm carrying you, 
Number one, build houses. Somebody say build houses. <laughs> it is a build house. It's a build houses. Someone said they don't build houses in England. They do. Some people build it. Others buy it. They build houses in England. I was a house builder in England. The whole of the O2 area, I was a soldier who did the reclamation. We build houses. God said, build not one house, but houses. Which means that every Christian has the potential to be what God said. That's what the first thing you need to put in your heart. Having God said that, he went further to say, Settle down. If any one of you who migrated to this part of the world, if you still have another place that you think is your settlement, you rob yourself of the blessing God command here. Let me tell you something. You cannot prosper in a land that you do not belong. That is eternal order. If the devil is making you think whether I should, I should move somewhere else, I should stay here. What happened to you is that the blessing of that country you are talking about is far from you. And the one you are, you will never get it. Year after year, let me tell you, those of you who have been dangling those opinions, you can tell me that that is true. Because I will tell you to show me what you have here. I want to show me what you have, where you are going. God said build houses. But he now said to you that you must settle down there. That is the reason why I told you, everyone who watched my program all over the world, and especially Christ with Abanaku, if you are in England, we do not have another country, but United Kingdom, hallelujah somebody. We are part of this country. I came from Nigeria. Nigeria is not my headache. Someone sent prophecy to me about Nigeria. I sent it back to him. Don't, don't tell me about Nigeria. Because God told me that where he carries me to sojourn, I should settle there until I conquer Europe. Africa will be my second priority. Let me tell you the fact. Those of you who have been in this country for some time, you go back to Nigeria or go back to Kenya or go back to Sierra Leone, the people you left have gone far. Especially if all your life here, you, have not, you haven't been pursuing the right thing. You haven't got something to show. Listen to me, therefore. Even if you have a lot of education and you go there, we have some of our people who have gone there. Government invited them to come and help us. And they went. Put in good position. And then they set up a new order in those organizations. Only for them to be called that this is too hard. Pipe down, pipe down. This is Nigeria. So why did you bring me here? Why did you bring me here then? And they were frustrated. They packed their bag and bag and came back. Why? Listen to me. You got the order wrong. It is, it is, the order is that where you are first here, now you are here. You settle down. Build houses and settle down. Be part of it. Join the political parties. Be governors of, of schools. Get involved with every, every fabric of this country. This is your nation. Then the next thing he said, he said, plant gardens, that is do business. Set up businesses that become PLCs. That's what God says. Plant gardens and eat what your hand produces. 
Don't loaf about. Don't lazy about. Lay your hands on something. Excuse me, somebody. By common human reasoning, if I have an opportunity, I will use Nigeria because that's where I came from, to invest 500,000 pounds, let's say I have it, into Nigeria, or invest 500,000 pounds into England. Where will I invest it? Oh, you know something? Invest into Nigeria. The next day, your 500,000 pounds, maybe about five months' time, it will become 250,000. Maybe in about 10 years' time, it will become 10,000. Because the government is volatile. The system does not permit what we are talking about. But if you invest 1.5 million pounds in England, it can become a PLC in 10 good years. Now, if you are a PLC, you can go over there and shake things. You can move things. Not with the little one that you started with. Therefore, but you cannot succeed here if you don't marry here. If you don't belong here. If you still think that there is somewhere you are going. I'm not saying you should do what I'm doing, but I'm telling you what you can do that can, you can prosper. As far as I'm concerned, I've told you for more than 35 years. When Jesus appeared to me, he said, go to England and say, you know, uh, uh, to London. Before I was born, the prophet said that this boy that you are going to conceive, he will be an apostle, be established in London. Before I was born. And when I was conceived, the prophet went to my mother and said that that is the child in your womb now. He will be an apostle, he will be set in London. Now, haven't God said to me that all those prophecies, when I was growing in here, Australia called for me. You know, Australians of yours are one of the best. Canada called for me. Really, America really came from America to me and said, look, you are not... You are not you are not, um, you are not uh, appreciated in London. And the guys who came there, these are guys who had the shakers and movers of the U.S. Called me. Come over to the U.S. We will do this. We will do this. We will do this. When I did not yield, they appointed me as a board member of one of the best law firms in America. I go there. I sit down with the rest of them. They are all millionaires. They are born again filled with the Holy Spirit. And they are the rulers of the U.S. Now, they took me to the area they are living. They told me, we will buy you a house here. We will build you a house here. We still have land. Just agreed to come and pastor us. Okay? And at that time, CFT was still struggling in New Cross. Really, New Cross, we were still, we were, that was the time we just bought New Cross. And we were, you know, repairing it by ourselves. Because we had the money for it. There is no money to come from anywhere. So we have to repair it by ourselves. Hallelujah, somebody. Of course, I'm still in the board of that law firm. And at that time, I was not a lawyer. Because of prophetic. Why didn't I move? Seeing money, seeing comfort. The Lord Jesus said, I'm sending you to England. And if somebody will say to me that, but he didn't say that to me, I'm showing you now that he already said it. You are a sojourner. And he said, say to here. He said it to me by vision. He said it to you by the written words. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Listen to me. He said, do business. Eat what he produced. The next verse says, marry, have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters, that is grandchildren. Increase in number there, shall we look at the, the, the last word there? 
Uh, you are not following me. Are you? Who spoke here now? To who? On one occasion. This is cathedral. Father, help them. I said, who said that? To who? On what occasion? Now. Let me help you understand the word of God. It's true for those who are patient enough to follow it. Your denial today, your delay today rather, is not denial. God has not forsaken you. And God cannot forsake you. You may go through turbulence of life. It's not the end of your existence. Don't let anybody tell you that your affliction is because devil, because of devil. No, I showed you uh, over the period in the two, uh, seven. People can have affliction because the devil attacked them. But that's not for you. If you follow the word. People may have affliction by virtue of circumstance. That can happen to you. That's why the Bible says that when you go through trials, consider it well pure joy. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Faith can sing in tribulation. All will be well for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, it says here, marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give daughters to your uh, and, and give your daughters a marriage. So what I say to you, this is United Kingdom. Marry every human being that lives in the United Kingdom. Marry the Welsh, marry the Scots, marry the Irish, marry the the um, who 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 has uh, English. Marry the Pakistani, marry the Indians, marry the um, uh, what do you call them again? Arabs. But they must be born again. <laughs> Don't marry. And in every tribe and tongue, God has people marked with the blood of Jesus. Deep color to deep. You go to the one of your kind. Abraham said, go and marry from my own kind. A believer must not marry a non-believer. And if you do, you will not deny the devil to be your father-in-law. You must pay dowry. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Somebody did that, though it's, the hand of God was in it. <coughs> he paid with his eyes, gorged out. He became blind. You can, you, can, you can redeem yourself of unnecessary suffering only by simply obeying God. But for marriage, marry in the land. In this cathedral, I've been conducting weddings. But understand, don't, quote, don't misquote me. I'm not saying you should not marry from Africa or Caribbean. Don't misquote me. You, you, you can go and say, uh, Apollo said we should not marry African. He said we should marry uh, 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 Indian and marry, but Africa I didn't mention. <laughs> I didn't mention Caribbean and Africa because there are many here. Okay, but you, because we all came together. But I want to understand the policy, the principle behind this. God said, in that place I'm taking you for sojourn, marry for your children and daughters. And he said, multiply. He said, don't give birth to a little number of children. If I knew this when I married my wife, I would have beaten my mother-in-law in, in, the, in the record of, of childbearing. My mother-in-law had ten children, five boys, five girls. Hallelujah, somebody. 
And my wife and I made a mistake by saying that we just stop at three. Okay? If I had read these scriptures, every year another child. Every year another child. Every year another child. Because Bible says that multiply. It's, and it said that do not decrease. But because I missed it. All my children now here. Are you with me now? If you don't want baby, I will bless you with baby by prayer. Do you know something with you? I have prepared this house for it. Because what you need to take care of children is money. That's why I have driven you high in God and you are solid. I have driven you high in success and in this country you, have, you can only put back. Listen to me. So what is next? Form your own local government. <laughs> Call Christ Faith Tabernacle local government. Because majority carries the vote. Hallelujah, somebody. When we are so many, we can determine they are our counselors, they will be our people. We can go to the council and tell, change the whole people who are authority in the council. They won't turn us down for planning permission anymore. Hallelujah, somebody. We can appoint our own MPs because we are from an empire. The Bible says to Christians, multiply serious. Amen forevermore. Why will he say so? He has said it before the earth is the Lord's. The world. He has founded it. And then who shall? Yes. He that. And who does not? Come on, say it again. Who does not what? No. He will receive. And such is the generation who seek. What then? Salah means pause and consider this. We do not serve a theory God. We serve a God who promised. Let me give you two more before we close. Because we are looking at you are born to rule. And under subtitle, you are born of God. Anything. Look, let me say something to you. Someone has said to me that, will all Christians be successful? I say yes. Why? Let me run you through some scriptures. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. Let's start from that journey. Will all Christians be successful? Yes. Have you seen the son of a millionaire, poor? Except by self-infliction. If he decides to be poor. The Bible says that let the poor say what? Why? Because Jesus has become your poverty. Let the sick say, I am. Because Jesus has carried all your sicknesses. It says in Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, nor stand in the ways of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In the law of his God, he meditates day and night. Verse 3 says, He shall what? Be like a tree planted by the riverside, that what? Yeases fruit in his season. And it says what? His leaves shall not wither. Let's read that last line together. Whatever he does, he prospers. If you are a painter, you should be the best painter in London. If you are a bricklayer, they should know you for that excellence all over this country. 
If you are a mechanic, they should know you as a very good mechanic. I told you last on Friday, a member of this church wants to be a mechanic. Yes? So he decided to study mechanical engineering. He finished mechanical engineering because his heart is to be a mechanic. He wants to set up a mechanic company. He went to do MBA. The mechanic shop at Lewisham, he owns it. Now, and that shop will, will send quick fit running because they fit better than quick fit. Really, he has taken that initiative now to Africa. Because Africa, in some of the countries, they don't have MOT. He is a certified MOT uh, uh, shop in England. And because that's what he does in England, if you take your car to his shop, he can't lie to you. He will tell you the real truth diagnosis, they will tell you the truth, they will fix it. Unlike places where you take your car to, they will lie to you, or they will be fixing something, they will remove another thing. It doesn't happen. If Christians don't take over all those things, how will we have righteousness exalted in the nation? They are begging him now, a whole state is begging him, and I'm taking him down to legal states. Listen to me. Whatever you do, the Bible says what? You will prosper. That is evidence that you do not work in the council of the wicked, you do not sit in the seat of scoffers, you do not stand in the ways of sinners, your delight is in the law of God. You are, you are screwed it into the Bible. Whatever the Bible says, I told you, you young girls, don't look for boyfriend. Let boyfriend look for you. When you are solid, solid man will look for you. You know when a girl is many... You know, rats are falling around you. It's because you are not, you are not, you are not solid yet. Where you are solid, those who will approach you will be thinking twice, twice, thrice, twice. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen forevermore. Therefore, listen to the word of the Lord. You will start somewhere in life. Deuteronomy twenty-nine, uh, twenty-eight, verse twelve. It says, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your, on your land in season, and to bless the works of your hands. You will lend to nations, but borrow from none. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at the next verse. It says, the Lord will make you, What? The Lord will make me the head. Hallelujah. There is a condition to it. It will make you the head, not the tail. What is the condition? That if you pay attention to the laws of your God, that is, you pay attention to what the Bible says. But you will start somewhere. Where you started, maybe the bottom. It could be the mid. Look at what it says there. If you pay attention to the laws of your God, you will always be on the top and never beneath. That statement helped me understand that. Different levels of life have various ladders. And there's a top in every level. Yes? Because the scripture is so complete. You will always be on top. So, one of my friends was sent into the jail. In a short time, on the jail, he became the head of jail. He didn't go to jail because he committed a sin, but because of righteousness, they sent him to jail. Okay? But by the gift of God in him, he became the head of the jail. 
Okay? They brought him out from the jail. When they put, uh, before they put him to jail, they made him a slave. He was the head of slaves. They bought him and put him in charge of a home as a servant. He became the head of servant. Then they put him in jail because of righteousness. He became the head of jail because he refused to sleep with a woman. Then from jail, they took him to the palace. He became the best counsel. And the king said, ah, if you have this vision and you have the knowledge how to fix it, then you'll be the prime minister. The Bible says you will not be tail. You will always be head. Then it says you will always be on top and never be beneath. So in your office, you will be the most preferred. In anything you do, you will be the most preferred. One of our young men in this church came to me a few days, a few months ago. Whatever. The journey started about a few years ago. When he came and said that, look, that I have two companies that will give me offer. This company, very robust money, more than the other company. Which one should I take? I know you can't see things like that by faith. That is where the grace of God comes. Now when I ask the Lord, that Lord, look at these two things we have before him. Which one? And the Lord said to me that the one that gives him better offer will soon close down. Very influential organization by a person of great influence in England. The Lord said that the other one that looks like what they are offering is not to go. Take it. You know, to accept that <laughs> money and give it up to take the one less pay. No one can do that except by the, by the Spirit of God. He said that, that's it. And he told the other company that, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm not taking your offer. He took that. But what happened over the period is that the one that he, he that gave him a higher offer went down. I'm telling you this because I want to say something. And this company that he went, all, most of the clients of this other company moved. I'm talking about PLCs. They moved into the new company that he is. In a short time, that company has risen while the other one went down. And then he came to me this year and said that, that, look, I'm working so hard in that place, but they're not paying me, you know, good. They have increased the salary, of course, over the period. Should I move to another company? And I pray. The Lord said, you still have destiny there. Don't move. Shortly after I spoke, they increased his salary by 17,000 pounds. He is earning well over 45. They increased his salary by 17,000 pounds. Not only that, the head of the organization called him. He said, I perceive you are a Christian. He said, yes, sir. The next time he came, he called him to his other and said, look, can you advise me on this issue? His boss, this year, can you advise me on this issue? He will give me advice from the scriptures. And of course, he said it's hot. He has his master's in Oxford. So he said it's very hot too. Then the boss will come again. What about this issue about the company? What shall we do? He now gives counsel to solution in the company and solution in the life of his boss. What do you think will happen? The day he says, I'm going, they will make him assistant. Yes. The guy here is just a top guy there. He said to, to him one of these days that, I know these people are envying you, but don't answer them. He's the only black in the midst of them. And his boss is white. He said, don't answer them. He said, you have a future here. He told him. He then said to him, don't leave this place. You have a future here. You know, things like that don't happen because somebody is smart, but because God is in the midst of it. 
And because the person simply follow God. Simple. Simple. It is the blessings of God that make us rich without adding what? Sorrow. Look at me. I sleep, have my coup, have my rest. There is nothing my friends who did fraud could boast of. I can boast better. I did not malign anybody's money. I don't raise seven offerings in a service. I don't give you a false hope that this offering is the one that will make you a millionaire. And then at the end of the day, I took all your money. And then you are begging me for food. I didn't do that. Some did that. Some did that in this country. And in the countries of the world. But when I stand today, when I stand today, <laughs> God had made distinction between those who serve him and those who not serve him. Follow the path of the Lord. The reward is astronomical. It may take you pain to get there, but you will get there at last. It may be slow for you to go, but you will get there at last. You may come across tons of life because you don't have human connection and they may subjugate you or put you down. But let me say something to you. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount on wing like eagle. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. If you can just decide with God, that's what tells me you will always be on top at whatever level until you get to the top of the top and you will remain there. You will not be among those who tell story when I used to be. That will not be your portion. Amen. I would not like to pastor any other person or people but you. You make me proud. Because you listen to the word of God. And you do the word of God. And today we are seeing the manifestation, though it took long. But we got there. We got there. Let me finally tell you this. Look at the book of, we're talking about born of God now. So anyone born of God will always be on top. You will always succeed in everything that you do. The final one is the book of First John. Okay. Chapter 5, verse 18. First John chapter 5, verse 18. I have five minutes on this one. Check me out. What does he say? Shall we read it together from the board? Stop. Read it again. We know. And then, the one let me begin from the last verse there. If any Christian is here, the demons are following me. Demons are doing this. It's because you are not born of God. You come to church, you are not saved. Because the Bible can't lie. It says, anyone born of God does not continue to sin. For he that is born of God keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot harm. My Bible did not say the evil one may not. I am taught now to interpret words. And not to use words without investigating them. Because your word can derail your intention. God says, if you are born of God, sign number one. No evil one can 
harm you. So, if everyone harm you, and you go to church, then ask yourself, the sin you are walking in. Because he began by saying, anyone born of God, we know, we know it, that if you are born of God, and Satan wants to deceive your heart to sin, the Spirit of God in you will come against it. I will get it. If you can just sin and take decision anyhow, you are not born again. That's the scripture. Many go to church, they haven't seen light. And they are the one who perpetrate this error of deliverance. Because deliver them today, they will come back next month. Every day they are delivering you. When will you be delivered? When will you enjoy the breath of life? It's of the devil. Those who deliver you deceive you. I just came from, from uh, Greece. In Greece, the first time I went to Greece, they told me in January, Ah, all of us who have been in Greece, black people, 25 years, no, no paper. The Greek government will not give them even uh, um, a stay if you are a foreigner. Okay? There are children born in Greece. The Greek government refused to give them even stay, talk like citizenship. The day they travel out, they are gone. I said, is this so? And they said to me, yes, all of us here. Our children are born here. Then you understand what follows? They are limited in what they can do. They are limited to the relegate jobs in the country. I said, there is an evil under the sun, says the world. An error that proceeds from a ruler. Princes are walking barefooted and their slaves are riding on horseback. It shall not be. I said to them, two ways we will deal with your government. We can deal with them from intellectual understanding. But it takes process of time. Because such decision is contrary to the Articles of European Union Convention. And I said to them, we will work on this separately. But there is something we can do now. And it will cause something to happen now. A shift will begin today. So we started the meeting. And among them two were deliverance ministers. After I taught them that it is an error to call yourself a deliverance minister. Because the power to cast out demons is for all Christians. Mark 16, 17. This time we follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils. So God says, Jesus says, every Christian can cast out devils. Really in Luke chapter 10 verse, verse 7 and 18. When they came back to Jesus and said that. Even demons submit to us, the members of the church. Jesus said, don't rejoice because demons submit to you. And there is nothing to celebrate in casting demons out. Because everybody can do it. It's like somebody who ate, an adult who ate his meal and going back to say that, do you know I ate my meal? If you eat your meal, you should eat your meal. Cast out devil, you don't have to make a fuss about it. Don't make others feel that you are superior because you can cast out some devils. They can cast out better devils, only you need to let them know that. And so, they were my meeting. Though that teaching is... Because uh, one of them came to me and said, for 25 years I preached this thing. Apostle, what should I do? I said, go and tell your church you preach wrong thing. Tell them, I'm sorry. Now teach them the right thing and you see what God will do. They were in the meeting. So I told them, let us go into the service. When the unction of heaven rests upon me, I will ride in the unction and I will make proclamation over your city. I said, things will change. So the power of God came while we were worshiping, and it came so heavy. And then God began to speak to me, prophecies unfolding. And I said, within 18 months, 
The government of this country will change the law. Your children will become citizens of Greece, and you will become citizens of Greece. And I spoke into the presidency because their pre- pres- or prime minister does not believe in God. And I said, every throne and dominion is created by God. You know, he rules over the heart of men. I call his spirit for salvation. Do you know when I left what happened? He went to Israel. The prime minister went to Israel. When the man got to the place where Jesus Christ was born and where Jesus Christ was, was killed, the man wept. He came back from that trip and he changed the law. We went now, January, and this is last two weeks we went. All their children have been given Greek citizenship. All their children. All their children. They changed the law and said everybody born in Greece should be given. And they were given them. And you know, the people, the pastors were there. So when they changed the law, they are the first to receive it. They are the first to receive it. Not only that, let me say this to you. The pastors themselves now, if God did for the children, God said for all of them, isn't it? And God gave them 18 months. You will be shocked when we go next year, they ever got their citizenship. I will together now. You know what I'm saying to you? You know how many deliverers they have conducted to get papers? <laughs> Several deliverances. Both the deliverance C and the deliverance S. <laughs> or deliverance S. <so. laughs> A victim of delusion from the devil. Listen to me. A man came to our meeting this week. Uh, last, uh, 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 this week is prophetic voice here. Last week we were in Greece. And that man came with a lump in his throat. Elder Femi showed the photograph of the man in New Cross. Sometimes when we talk about the word of God and talk about the power of God, some people meek. Oh, that is the man. That is the man. You see that, that neck you see was swollen when he came. Like this, like a ball. But when the power of God began to move, and I commanded the sick to be healed, something moved in his throat, like a big ball choking his throat. He ran to the toilet, and he used his hand to bring it out. It was a blood, a a ball of blood, thick, like flesh. He looked at the mirror. He did this. The lump has gone. It came out from the mouth. Listen to me. Someone will tell me that God cannot. And I tell you, if you can, God can. For Jesus says, if you can believe, all things are possible for them who believe. So what are you believing today? The Bible says, he that is born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God in him, keep him safe. He cannot be deceived by the devil. He can't be taking decisions that will ruin his life, decisions that will ruin his destiny, decisions that will ruin the, the, the generation that come out, out of him. He can just say, you can't be a Christian today and a, 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 a vagabond tomorrow. Dance in pub, dance in clubs, dance in parties, sing in parties, get to church, mouth dumb, leg paralyzed. The God who gave you the leg, you can't dance before him. They sing to praise God, you keep your mouth shut. When you get to pub, you are dancing. When you get to, to parties, you are the one who, 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 who is the champion and hero of dance. You know why? You are not born again. Don't make a mistake to die. You are not born again because those who are born again, the spirit in them will not allow such to happen. 
Is it fast to dance in party? No. But you must hear what you are dancing to before you dance it. Somebody is singing that when you are angry, take a knife and stab, the, stab them people. Stab them people. And everybody What we come into that person? The spirit of stabbing. No, you don't dance to every music in party. If somebody plays a song in party, if it does not glorify God, you sit, keep your seat. If the celebrant says that you must dance, you may tell him, I don't dance to that kind of song. When you sing the song that praise God, I will dance. Because he that keeps you safe is in you. He will not permit you to dance for the devil and then come to the church and say you are binding the devil. With devil you are binding. That's the reason why many Christians are afflicted. You dance the praise of the one you bind. He laughs at you. Because the door has been opened in your body for affliction. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot. So if you are born again, the evil one cannot harm you. And the second scripture to it is verse 4 of the same chapter. It says in verse 4, everyone for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even what? Your faith. Now, if you are born of God, one, everyone cannot touch you. You have that. If you are born of God, you overcome the world. There is no trial that is beyond you. Let me tell you something. There is no trial that can overcome you. Look, have you seen a student who continues to do examination all his life? No, if you do examination, if you fail, you redo it. And you pass. You can't do the same exam from the age of 21 to the age of 70. So you can't do the, you can't, you can't die in your trial. That's what I'm telling you. There's a time that you can't have it, you don't have anything in life. I looked at all my leaders who have been with me all these years. I, I, began to, I told you, when CFT was going to begin, it began as a flame in the Baptist church. Okay? I was a qualified land surveyor before the time, supervised many projects in highway design and construction and all stuff like that. But I came to this country to be told that you can't do any job except cleaning. Your certificate is obsolete. I went to companies to look for jobs. They said I can't do more than 16 hours as a student and I can't do more than, I can't do any reasonable job. So, what will I do? I cleaned, I did morning cleaning. In the morning I go to bank, monument for bank. I was there yesterday. I said, you are the one I used to come and clean. <laughs> but you know, construction has changed the face of the whole place. But I still trace the place I used to go and clean. I remember one day that I came to monument and I was, you would travel from monument to bank. When I came out of monument, in the monument, I saw police. And the person who told me, he lied to me, but I didn't know. I believed the lie. He said, you can't do any job here. Yeah? If they catch you, they deport you. But I, asked, I, I, I was going to government school. I paid high fees for it. And I didn't know that I have the right to work. So he was going to a private school where they pay and they don't go to school. In my own school, uni, you must go. And it's government. I didn't know the difference, you know, ignorance. When I saw police, I entered back the car. 
Then I said to myself, that boy, if you don't go there, you lose your job, you won't eat. I came out again. And you know what happened? The police were standing on the stairway, and they stood on the road that I take, and they stood to the office I clean. And then they stopped at a little distance after. You know, they told us that they would come and carry you, they would take you. So when I was going, ah, and I came to the road, and I saw the police. You understand? Praising the Lord. Oh. <laughs> oh, la la. I had to decide that today, either God win or something happen. I entered the place and I, my boss said, why are you late? Oh, I said I was late. He said, okay, this is your job, Nana. And I asked my boss, that, who are the police looking for? And he said to me that, uh, are you a criminal? <laughs> are they looking for I said, I haven't committed any crime. He said, so they are not looking for He said, police, I tell you, have crime. That was the day I went to my school to tell them that, look, this is the position. And they told me, they gave me all my rights. That you can work 16 hours, and these are the things you can do. I remember I did, a, I did morning, morning cleaning. I did night security officer. I was a security officer to hospital, mortuary, where everybody is sleeping. And I also, I sleep. Now, listen to me, therefore, because the inspector will not come there to check anybody because he's afraid of ghosts. Amen. I myself am a ghost. Hallelujah. So all ghosts are sleeping outside, I sleep. And then I wake up and I read my books. And I love, anytime they say the hospital is available, I want to go. Because no inspector will come to check you. I can sleep, I can read, and go to school. And then after some time, I thought that I should do a better job. I, I bought a jalopy, and I was a cab driver. And I drove my members, because they would call number, number, number 12. I'm the one I go. And it's my member. Oh, no, pastor, pastor, no, no, don't worry. That's my job. I got a job with my member, one of my members. He was a pizza chef. And he now said to me that instead of this car, come and do pizza chef. He took me in pizza land. The pizza land at, um, at um, uh, um, the Trafalgar Square. I worked there. How to prepare dough from flour and do pizza personara, pizza, vegetable pizza, or pizza. At that time, my house is always full of pizza. God provided food for me, and his name is Pizza. I didn't hear somebody. I did pizza. But I was a graduate, not only a graduate, a qualified practicing engineer. But I did those jobs. Listen to me. We went through all that until one day I got a job with Glenn Service as a surveyor. And in that job, I was the one who did the reclamation of where you call O2 today. My name is in the plan. Extension of Bikalu line. Even when I got a job on the Eurotunnel, the last shaft of Eurotunnel, that is where God says stop. When I looked therefore at the rest of my leaders, Pastor Sidney was being cleaning midnight till morning. Yes. But let me say this to you. Today, we are not just benefit to UK. We are involved with European government. Today, we are not only benefit to our country. 
We have benefit to other countries in the world. U.S. government, Ameri- some of the African governments. But we started from morning cleaning. But we are faithful in morning cleaning. We did not dupe anybody. We did not lie to anybody. Because whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Our children are now successes. Listen to me. No devil can tell us that God will not bless us. If, if it is a demon, we can handle. If it is man, we can handle. So what will stop us? The promise of God to the faithful is sure. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is our victory that overcomes the world. Even our world, faith. Let's stand upon our faith. We're going to lift up our voice unto heaven and worship him. Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name. You are God. Father, we thank you. This is July. We are finished the half of the year. We have begun the second half of the year. And the God who has started with us is such an explosive power. Let me say something to you. Something better is on the way. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Lift up your voice and give him praise. The God who promises and he delivers. Bless his holy name. Father, we exalt and magnify thee. Yay! Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' holy name. That is for you. I say, pray, pray. Thank God for me. If you don't know what to thank God for, thank God for Apostle Williams. Thank God for what God is doing in the midst of us. In every family. Hallelujah! (laughs) Thank God for His faithfulness with us. The outstretch of His arm among us. The God who illuminated our mind to know Him, the only true God. The one who instructed our soul to follow the path of righteousness. The one who had won us victory in every nation that we had gone. In two weeks' time, we'll be in India. Last, last two weeks ago, we were in Greece. Giving praise who lives forever and ever. The one who gave us the land of the hidden to possess his fruits and eat their crops. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Thank God for your next month. Your next month shall be greater. It shall be the month of harvest for you. Thank God for the month of harvest. He said, what do people say? Four more months and then the harvest. As you enter August, something will shift over you. What people say about you will not determine your tomorrow. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and see. The fields are ripe for harvest. Lift up your voice and thank God. This house is entering into harvest. In the new month, you will harvest from where you did not sow. You will harvest your own field. You will harvest from where you did not sow. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, oh God. Somebody say, you are great. You are great. You are great. You are great.
let me announce to you Christ's faith tabernacle. And anybody watch me with us for the first time, you can enter into the same covenant. At the beginning of this year, God spoke to us on a monthly basis what to expect as covenant for us. But in the midst of it, God told us that in the month of May, we should pray for the decision to, that our prime minister will make. At that time, the prime minister didn't know she would make decision. It's written in your calendar. And then for the month of June, God told us to pray for the decisions that we make globally by leaders, global leaders. In May, our prime minister Theresa May made a decision of which result now is causing ripple. I want to know that that is what God wanted us to do so that we can be where we are now because of what the intervention of God in what we intended. In June, first day, America pulled out of the Paris Agreement and ripple went across the globe. And you see global decisions being made even to the North Korea which God spoke to you about about 2004. You know why I'm saying this? You're about to enter into a month for you is the month of your harvest. Amen. And God, who had fulfilled every month, we have testimonies of every month. When God says the month of this, we just don't wake up and say, this is the month of such. I seek God every October to December to hear from God what will happen on earth with my church, with my members, so that I can know what to teach you and how to direct you. And those things are happening. God gave us what will happen in nation because he wanted some who may not have understanding to recognize that what he has said therefore, you should lay upon it. The scripture God gave us, John 4.35, do people say, do people not say four more months and then they have it? And I warn you, Desist from what people say because you are not people. Hello? If you are a member of this church, you are in a covenant house where God reveals his covenant. What will happen to you is not as people paint you. People are saying Britain is into recession. I am telling you that yes, but the Bible says in the time of farming, my people will enjoy so for you next month is harvest anything contrary don't accept it you will harvest in health you will harvest in wealth you will harvest in your body you will harvest in your intention resources will come for you to fulfill your dreams when people are crying famine you'll be saying who shall I give to you in your camp will be abundant I haven't said that to you. First, second, third. That is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Don't miss the prayer. You know, I don't announce these meetings, but this I have to tell you. Things are going to get worse in UK. And I'm not talking about prophetic now. Prophetic has been given, but I'm talking about facts. Economy is going to get terrible. But let me say this to you. It will not be terrible for you. If any one of you is interested in importing into England from Africa, see me. 
as a big opportunity in this country by the government of our country and the person who is in charge we were meeting together three weeks ago and they're looking for people who have good ideas among you if you have connection back to africa or caribbean and you can supply food any agricultural stuff see me there's a great opportunity for you also those of you who are nigerians if you have good business ideas that you want you to try lagos is in our hands i'm going to hold a meeting with the governor of lagos state and the governor of ondo state by september they came over here to plead with us that we should tell you to come that all the bureaucracy that they have in nigeria no more you will come to them they will assign to you as long as you make you can deliver if you have partners and you can deliver good but the, the land is available now opportunity is open to you don't think the way people think there is always bread in the house of bread and god's covenant is in the midst of farming my people will enjoy plenty so first second third prayer don't miss it we'll be talking a lot more in our first second third on how to access this and appoint some of you who will continue with those contacts and run with the vision because i will not be able to be liaising mine is to take you to the person you will represent the rest of your people but we must be cognitive we must come together so that whoever is representing will come back and they can now help the rest of you we are in for something explosive according to the covenant of heaven so expect both spiritual harvest financial harvest harvest in every aspect of your life in the midst of august when they are crying pain you are rejoicing it is our time to manifest may the lord bless you please be seated i will ask that pastor um, um,